0: Hey listeners, Nick here. We're going to try something different this week. Instead of making you wait an entire week for this full episode to release, we are going to split episode 48 into two parts. This part will feature takes one and two, and take three will premiere next week. We hope you enjoy both halves of a really fun episode.
1: I don't know. Just go to your library. They Have them for free. (laughs) Yeah
0: yeah I just joined my library and they didn't have the book I wanted oh that sucks for audiobook and I was like well screw this so I burnt the place
2: down (laughs) they they had the physical copy of it but they didn't have the audiobook so you burnt the
0: place down what am I supposed to do with this physical thing I'm not gonna read (laughs) what are you talking about I can't open this I don't know
1: words hey there I'm Jordan and I'm Nick we're just two regular guys who love talking about film and now we'd like to talk to you we decided to break down our discussions into three parts. Because everyone loves a gimmick. We discuss our expectations for a film before we watch it. That's take one. We give our immediate thoughts following the film. That's take two. And finally, we research the film at length to prepare for an informed and in-depth discussion. And that's take three. So if you
0: love film even half as much as we do, join in on the conversation. This is Take Three, a movie podcast.
1: Take one.
0: So that's when the octopus inked all over my face. Oh my goodness. Oh, sorry. We didn't see you there. Oh, oh, are we, are we recording? Yes.
1: We're starting now?
0: Oh. Are we both sitting at tables with mics? Yes, we are. Did we both hit record just now? Yes, we did. I know I did. This is take three, (laughs) a movie podcast. And I don't uh, have sex with octopuses if you got that from the thing that I just said. (laughs) Welcome. You're silly. To episode whatever, because we're recording take one and we don't know when we'll record take two and take three. But I'm super, 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 super stoked to have this amazing guest
1: and it's a secret, so this is really cool. It's a secret. Well not anymore. Is a secret. Are we like are we keeping it a secret until take two? No. I'm about to let the cat out of the bag. Oh man. It's
0: Dakota! So, not only is he from the band The Naked Eye, which I fucking love, he is Kayleen over at We Explain Movies' fiance, and he is our uncle. 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 We call him Uncle. And so we're very excited to have him on to discuss a movie that the three of us love, 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 love. And it's literally one of Jordan and Dakota's favorite movies. It is
1: this movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. This movie slaps so fucking hard. Is that
0: a West Coast thing? Because I don't think I've ever heard anybody outside of the girls and then
1: you because the girls say it say slap. I picked up slapped. I picked up dope. I say dope a lot now because of them. And I i don't think this is because of them, but I say that things are sick a lot now too for some reason. Like God, all yeah. that's sick. Yeah. Is that why you vote blue too now? Yeah.
0: Is that why you changed from that hardcore Republican they used to be? Oh God, yeah. Okay. Purely because of them. Well, cool. I'm glad that they're having like a good influence on you. <laughs> oh my. Let's get political, political. <laughs> All right. I am a huge fan of Dakota's music and I want to be featured on their next album. I'm just putting it out there because I too am <laughs> a very talented singer. Oh, my. Oh, boy, is he. No, I'm not. <laughs> While Dakota is not singing and. Shredding on the guitar and making all this amazing music. He also is a member of a traveling circus. He's a trapeze artist, and no way they are on tour currently. And he we're trying to schedule a point in time when you know he can communicate with us and and record for these episodes. But um, it's hard, you know. He's a busy guy. He is, you know. Those trapezes aren't gonna, you know trapeze
1: themselves you're so right you're so right kayleen is so lucky oh my goodness yeah just a man of all trades he's talented uh he
0: can trapeze and he's a really 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 great uncle
1: he was very supportive growing up
0: yes absolutely he was very supportive he actually taught jordan how to ride a bike
1: he did and all those christmases together
0: and holidays i still can't ride a bike Um, he didn't (laughs) teach me. I guess Jordan's his favorite nephew. I was going to say it's because I'm his favorite. (laughs) You always were their favorites. (laughs) The way I feel about this movie is I'm more upset because this movie should have launched a franchise. This movie should have done way better than it did. And it should have been, I think it was received well, but it, you know, it just didn't make the money that it cost. Obviously, if you've seen the movie, it... Probably had a pretty decent budget, and you know I'm going to talk about it later. (laughs) But I don't think it made it back. And it sucks, because how amazing would a bunch more movies with these characters in it be? So great. So great. I don't know why it didn't connect. I think this feels like one of the most mainstream movies that Edgar Wright has ever made. It's a shame that it just did not connect as well as we wanted it to. Yeah, that's the thing that's always on the forefront of my mind. It's like I'm greedy and I want more. However, just looking at this movie as a solo film, there's nothing wrong with it. It's like (laughs) everything is so funny and cool and beautiful and intelligent and silly and quirky and so strange and inventive and such an awesome way to present a movie adapted from a
1: graphic novel. It's like a movie that is also a graphic novel. That is also a video game. It's just a wonder really. It's a, it's, it's one of the seven great wonders of this world. Absolutely. For sure. That and Stonehenge, baby. (laughs) Scott Pilgrim and Stonehenge. Yes.
0: Man, if we named our episodes, that's what this episode would be called, Scott Pilgrim and Stone
1: Edge. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim and Stone
0: Just pretend it is. Our episodes are just named what the movie is, but just <laughs> pretend.
1: And talk about the cast and how incredible everyone in this is. What an ensemble. Like Are you kidding? It's so good. So many great faces.
0: Remember when they did that table read or whatever on Zoom? Yes. That's like one of the good things about the pandemic when those people, like some of them, I was like, I'm not interested. I'm not going to watch this. But obviously (laughs) we're going to watch the Scott Pilgrim one. Mm. And that was so much fun to watch with you. It was beautiful. uh, Yes. And like you were quoting along with them. And like to see all those actors like
1: together again, it was just really, really cool. (laughs) Oh, it's just so many memories attached to this movie. I saw it the first time in high school and anytime it came on, I would watch it. I would show all my friends. Uh, This is probably up there with like probably the top three movies of the movies I've seen the most times. If that makes sense. Like I've seen this movie a ton and it is just, just as good every single time. Well, great. That's awesome.
0: I know that you have dyed your hair blue
1: to be Ramona Flowers at some sort of convention or something. I did do that. Yeah, so I went (laughs) with one of my exes. We went to like this anime convention back in college and he dressed up as Todd and I dressed up as like a gender-bent Ramona Flowers and I had like a messenger bag, backpack thing that I... I like tailored myself. I cut a star out of and put like a little blue star on it and I dyed my hair blue and it was just the best time. I had like my, my gloves and had a little hammer in the back. <laughs> it was just, it was so much fun. I just love this movie so much.
0: I, yeah, like I, I have seen this outfit and it's,
1: yeah, you look, you looked great. Such a fun time. If you were to dress up as a character, if you went to this convention and had to be a Scott Pilgrim character, who would you choose? Ooh uh let me think let me think chris evans
0: for sure really? yeah <laughs> i don't know his name but chris evans i'd bring a skateboard
1: yeah uh, you have to buy a skateboard. i could do
0: my facial hair like him can you do a grindy thingy oh yeah totes It's called a grind bro i can totally do a grindy thingy <laughs> oh my god i remember playing tony hawk uh, when i was little on like the playstation or something with my sister uh. we thought we could totally replicate that shit <laughs> and i can barely stand up on a skateboard but i was good at tony hawk uh, whatever the hell it was called tony hawk <laughs> skater or something and when i was little i also had all these little skateboard for my the fingers tech tech yeah, yes finger, yeah, yeah that was fun too.
1: yeah
0: i would like beg my
1: mom to go to toys r us He's like, please, can I have a tech deck, please? <laughs> Back to Dakota though. I'm I'm hoping that he is as passionate about this movie as at least I am, because boy am I obsessed. I mean, I know it's one of his favorite movies, so that's good. The one thing about this whole surprise though is that I will not be able to see Kayleen's initial reaction when she puts this on and realizes who's on it. Like that I would pay so much money to be able to see that, but I know like logistics, it's not gonna happen. But Kayleen, if you're listening, surprise. I hope you liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need somebody to go and set up hidden cameras all over their house. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I love that we we kept this from Kayleen. I hope
1: that it's still a secret. I hope that you didn't get caught, Dakota. <laughs> Dakota, if you do get caught, just tell her that you're talking to other women or something. We can't let this get out. Yeah, We can't let the secret get out, okay? <laughs> like, risk everything to keep this a secret, all right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: if like she walks in and he's recording, he could just start singing. He's like, cause he's a musician. He's like, maybe I was just recording our next hit single.
1: <laughs> so how, how good is your improv skills Dakota? That's the real question. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> anyway, he was an improv comedy guy in college.
1: Uh, is this before his, his time at the circus or during?
0: Um, so I feel like that's where he actually discovered his love of the trapeze. Interesting. Yeah. Him and I uh, went to the same college, and we were in an improv comedy troupe. Yes, and? Exactly, and? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Did you just say, oh, men? I said, oh, man. Oh, I thought you were like, uh oh, men. I'm like, bitch, you were a man, too. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> All right, Dakota, uh, I know you cannot hear us right now. Batter up. But... We need you. Yeah. Batter up. You're on deck. What does that mean?
1: I don't know. That's a thing people say, right? Day two. So it's gotta be it's gotta be loud enough to go through his headphones into his mic.
2: Okay, I was worried to blast you guys out, so, all right, all right. That's oh, okay. okay, I was like, wow, he's a lot like his fiance. I know, I know that, <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was like, Kayleen was so, I, I want, I meant to tell you guys this, the other day, like, her friend was, has been in town this whole weekend, and she clapped for something, and her friend was like, oh, my gosh, that was so loud, and she was like, oh, really? <laughs> Love that. So, all right, anyway, here it comes, here it okay. comes.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Good deal. Good deal. All right. Oh, shit. Now it's Jordan's turn. I forgot about that. You really, you desperately want me off this podcast, don't you?
2: <laughs> there was one time um, I was doing like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat or something. It was uh, it was like when I was, some, some show I was doing in high school time, I can't remember. But there was a slap, like an onstage slap, and they needed someone to like clap off stage. And they had like clap auditions to see like who <laughs> could clap the loudest. And I nailed it in the audition, but it was the most nerve from then on. Like I maybe got like two out of eight, like really good ones. Cause I was just so like, I was trying to figure it out. Like I would test different parts of my hand, like, but I would always like without fail, just like go on my fingers or something. And then the slap would look stupid. And then the director was like, do I need to find someone else? It's like, no, I, I think I'll get it. But I think that may have been like the most nerve wracking part of my entertainment career was like, Having to be the sound effect slap, (laughs) slap off stage. Well, please, I hope that you didn't
0: feel the pressure just now, because believe me, you're in good company if you do this poorly. Yeah, no, no, I
2: didn't. I didn't expect to get as berated here, although, I mean, knowing Kayleen's experience (laughs) with it, I should have been.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go slightly off topic here. Did Kayleen tell me correctly that you were in next to normal? Mm hmm at one point
2: yeah yeah absolutely can i just
1: fangirl a bit can you just tell I me about it? i love that show that, Same. i want
2: to be in it again very badly um who did you play i played henry gotcha um and uh so yeah it was it was so cool and i just like henry is just like it's more or less like the I i definitely see that as like the kid i could have been in high school no as far as not i mean that's that's tough to say like he's such a like you know deep part but he's just as far as just like the kind of goofy like Kind of stoner kid that was just kind of like, you know, no I wasn't, I was definitely much more social than Henry. <laughs> much,
1: much, much, much more.
2: But uh uh yes, I, it was, I love that show a lot. I, I definitely, and that the music is, I like fell in love with it the first time I heard it.
1: I had a friend who surprised me with tickets to it. Oh, As wow. things were revealed, I was like, holy shit, this is pretty heavy. That's a big so. one
2: to like, yeah. a, like, there was definitely fr-
1: like, you know,
2: family and stuff of like, you know, my older generation of family that like, came to see it and they were like not you know they're ready for like oklahoma you know for the most part you know, <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> they get set with like uh, multiple you know mental illnesses and a destroyed family and su- <laughs> like suicide all kinds of crazy shit in yeah. That. yeah it was a uh, but uh, and I was like smoking weed on stage, like it was. Yeah, it was. It was a lot for like my grandma to take in at the time. I remember. <laughs> but it's <laughs> funny. But she was like, "But you're the nice. songs are so pretty." I'm like, "Yeah, exactly." Oh, or, yeah. Some of them. If
1: you're ever in it again, we'll uh, we'll get plane tickets and and you can uh, see. Yes, it. I will. Yeah. I'll, or just live stream time it. That'd be. Oh yeah, good comment.
2: Honestly. Everything, like, I don't know why, I feel like if everyone already, like, figured out how to live stream from their theater, like, a lot of theaters just, like, figured that out. Like, just keep it, because, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's cool for, like, I feel like you can get a whole new audience somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that'll start getting crazy if, like, every theater starts live streaming, then they'll be like, where's our market? Like, does local markets even <laughs> exist anymore? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm pretty interested to see, honestly, how, like like, so, obviously, you know, transitioning into last night. I mean, it was like something about you know, as far as what I expect for the music scene moving forward is like I I I mean, everyone's kind of like you know the big boom, like everyone's like, oh yeah, well everyone's gonna want to come out and and every venue's gonna be packed and all that. I'm like, I don't know, like I'm pretty sure people just realize like how to enjoy home more, (laughs) so I feel like people are almost like less inclined to go out, or especially not as late. Like it seems like. If if a gig is past like 10pm, people are like, ah, I don't know. And like, we used to play till like two in the morning. And I even feel it like as the entertainer that needs to be entertaining late at night. Like, I don't even want to yeah. be entertaining late at night anymore. Like, I don't know how I ever um performed till like two in the morning and then went to work at six you know like it makes like <laughs> how i and maybe i was just younger i mean obviously i'm like i'm only 27 so i'm not like old but i mean like i i've been doing that since i was like 18 or whatever so i feel like now it's just like catching up to me like in a in a yeah. big way especially now that i had the break to like show my body like what it means to be like almost 30 um yeah <laughs> yeah um so i don't know i feel like yeah now my body's just it's it's used to a certain way and now i'm uh those, uh, those live stream concerts were nice. I mean, it was like, I mean, but for, <laughs> but for you guys, it was, it was tough. Cause like, you know, we had so many friends in like London and stuff like when, we, and when we studied abroad and, um and on in New York and stuff, but since it was still three hours ahead, like 11 PM is still like kind of a tough task for East coasters. And in, in England, it was like at 4 AM. So there was no hope in that. Um, but uh, that's why, yeah, it was so awesome that you guys stayed up to, to watch it. It's. It was definitely. A, totally. It was definitely a tall order for a lot of our East Coast friends. So.
0: <laughs> okay. So maybe. Okay. So first off, uh, the voice that you are hearing that you may not recognize is Dakota's. <laughs> our uncle. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, He is here for take two and three, and we are talking about how last night uh, he and his band, The Naked Eye, uh, performed a live stream concert to our absolute amazement and and just it was incredible because uh we live on opposite sides of the country and it's not you know easy to especially now uh it's not easy to just jet set across the country and go see uh, a concert but uh, we were finally able to see you live and it was incredible and I know we'll give you an opportunity to plug a bunch of shit later, but it's on YouTube and we'll put links in the description where you guys can see it and all kinds of
1: stuff about Dakota. Thank you so um, much. That'd
2: be awesome. That's what we're talking about. And, uh, and if there's no, uh, no, no amount of distance can stop me from sending you guys merch. We love that. uh, (laughs) That's for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was so special. It was so special to have, uh, fans 3,000 miles away as you, as you, I think you, that I'm quoting you. So I'm going to assume that you did that math and you did that
0: research. (laughs) Um, Well, like, okay. So I think, I think East or coast to coast, like, America is like 3000 miles okay. across, right? <laughs> okay. Something like that. <laughs> well, we're on we're on one side and you're on the other. Yeah. So that's how much. It's probably less. But, Actually, you're right. That's uh, a
2: pretty easy like I guess just literally as far to the west as possible and like as far to the east as possible is pretty easy to do, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. But uh no, it it was so uh, it was so exciting just to know like obviously I was I know kind of saying earlier how weird it felt like not having people in the room, but like mentally knowing like who was watching it was almost more exciting because it was people that i like generally never get to see us because you know we're yeah i mean we're we're doing fine here in san diego and in california and stuff but we're not touring to to new york like once a year <laughs> uh or anything like that so uh i love how
0: you said new york just now oh uh, what new york <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it's only a matter of time. Oh, tell them about your nomination.
2: Yeah, uh, we, uh, there's a, uh, I don't know, what, what are they called? Nonprofit in town, I suppose. I don't know. what's What are the Oscars? Like, what is that organization? They're like, a whatever an award, whatever the association is that runs like award ceremonies and stuff. But there's a version of that in San Diego. It's called the San Diego Music Awards. And uh, they do like this big um, show every year that helps uh fund the uh, San Diego like music academies uh, and like the, the small music programs at schools and stuff in town and uh, all the proceeds go back to that charity. And they, uh, they nominate, like they have this whole panel of judges and they, you know, a bunch of bands that release stuff, you know, every year, whatever bands, you know, release stuff that year, they go through it and they kind of just pick like a top five essentially. And uh, we got, you know, surprised with that news that we got nominated this year um and uh so now we're uh we're awaiting we have to go to the awards ceremony in august i think it's like august 24th, august 24th right
0: yeah and uh that's <laughs> something they need to live
2: stream i they, and they might be they did it they did it last year because they have like there's like a weird amount of kind of big bands that have come out of here that usually perform like jason Moraz is like always one of the main performers and like Switchfoot and pod and stuff like that um oh, and cool. so yeah it's really fun like they you know it's a big conglomeration of really like I mean local level bands and like bands that have really like busted out of San Diego and they they really come back to support it. And uh yeah, it's That's awesome. uh it's obviously, you know, it's just it's uh just on the local level, but I mean San Diego's a huge city and there's thousands and thousands of bands and you know, we're we're excited to have broken through the mold a little bit to at least have been recognized uh by the san diego music awards so yeah we're uh we we were nominated best pop album which was a little bit surprising for us just because we've always considered we were more like edgy and rock but i guess maybe we just gotta maybe we're not i don't know (laughs) maybe we're not as cool as we think you're very cool well thank you we definitely have some pop elements in there i can't i can give them that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we're very proud of you very very happy for our uncle.
2: Yes, and we um, and I, I have no idea what I did to deserve uh, a, a guest spot on Take Three a Movie Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I, I am uh, Kayleen, who I know a lot of your fans uh, may know now from We Explain Movies. I don't know if you guys like to do the plug, but uh, I guess I'll just go ahead and do the We Explain Movies plug this episode. Sorry, Jordan. You do it. Yeah, you uh, do it. go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, but uh, Kayleen of We Explain Movies is my uh, is my beautiful fiance. And uh, so I am surrounded by movies uh, constantly throughout our eight years of uh, being together. So I have definitely become uh, more of a a movie person than uh, I ever was like in high school or anything. However, in high school, it is where I saw this movie for the first time and where it became a major part of my life, which I don't know if you guys have we have discussed, right? This is take two, technically.
0: So everyone knows what we're talking (laughs) about now, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But that is perfect. That's a perfect segue. Here is your opportunity to do a take one. Please tell us your history with this film.
2: So uh, I definitely saw this in theaters uh, multiple times when it came out. And uh, I remember like specifically the reason like why I saw it so much is because it kind of just like spoke to so many of my friend groups. The musicians liked it because of all the like band you know, references and stuff going on, like the, you know, the minority friends liked it, my comic book, you know, more like D&D type friends, that was honestly, that's like the group where it really became like a staple in our friend group. And then, uh, you know, even like my, my just like normal action movie type, like, you know, sports friend fans just kind of liked it as like a a good comedy, like, it's just a legitimately good comedy, uh, despite, despite all the, uh, like, you know, comic booky aspects of it. And uh, yeah, I just I felt like it was just like literally everyone that I've ever talked to about this movie, like seems to at least have something fairly positive to say about it. I mean, like there's like the real movie buffs that have like dived into it on like a a level and just dissected the hell out of it that might find something wrong with it. But (laughs) for the most part, in general, I've just like everyone has seemed to really enjoy this movie. And um, it's just like weirdly been a staple of most of my friend groups for I mean, how long now? I don't know. When did that movie come out, I guess? Uh, almost. God, one of us should know. We Shit. should know. <laughs> Hold on.
1: <laughs> my bad.
2: <laughs> okay. But I saw it like my junior year. It's 2011. Uh
1: 2010, actually. Okay. I was a sophomore.
2: 2000. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was. Um, yeah. Just slowly. And I, I seem to just randomly watch it for one reason or another, like at least once a year. It just seems to pop up. And. To be fair, it's one of those where I feel like I've only actually finished it, like literally just sat and watched the entire thing, like maybe five times. But I've had it just playing on in the background or like, you know, like while we're playing a game or something like 15 to 20 times, you know, it's just like it's one of
1: those, you know. Absolutely. It's a wonderful background movie. I totally agree there. Um, And rewatching it, I literally an an hour ago finished it again. Loved it. Thought it was great. Love the cast, obviously. But it made me realize why someone like you might be so in love with this film. And I was like, Oh my God, like he's in a band too. And it raised some questions. And I wanted to know when is the first time that you told Kayleen that you were in lesbians with her?
2: <laughs> it was, uh, I, that was wonderful. Definitely. I definitely Thank thought you. we were going down on musical. Not yet. Not yet. That's
1: the obvious <laughs> question. Um, yeah. Um, and how many how many exes of hers did you have to defeat before you could date her? <laughs> just one in college. Um,
2: gotcha. Yeah, just one. But uh, that is something I've definitely, I've had to have said to her in just at least like a couple of times. Cause it's, it definitely is like, I've, I've referenced that as the L word before. And like, you know, love, no lesbians, <laughs> you know? so lesbians. Yeah. Um, of course. So yeah, it's definitely, you know, I, I'm sure at some point I've said I'm a lesbians with you and she like, kind of got it and i had to explain it to her she likes scott pilgrim but (laughs) i think i had to like convince her to like it more than she actually did i'm not sure i'll ask her
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is the kind of movie for me that being around people that really really love it has made me enjoy it a lot more like as i've watched it several times with you jordan uh it intensifies because you constantly quoting it intensifies and you knowing every word to it you know what i mean and it's like it's one of those movies that is infectious yeah,
2: yeah it absolutely is and it's quotable as hell you know what i mean like definitely it is so quotable like every single character has like a signature line i feel like it's so easy to just like fall into a quote like randomly in context of just life in general because it's like fairly relatable i feel like as well and A lot of a lot of ways, at least just like I feel like it kind of like speaks to the people kind of living in like that Portland, Seattle kind of culture sort of thing. Um, uh, And uh, although the music scene in that movie is uh, I need to move to Toronto, I guess, because I don't know. I don't know any (laughs) battle of the bands that have just had like a thousand people at it, like just (laughs) randomly. Just there to support the two random local bands in town.
1: You've not seen two bands conjure up a Yeti and dragons and fight each other? That's not like a thing over there?
2: It's seriously like I I think about it and because I've thought I've (laughs) thought multiple times like, this is kind of the one part of the <laughs> the one part of the movie where I've like hung up on I'm like this never happens there's never any battle of the band. like actual <laughs> battle of the band as far as like two people like playing like cuz the only way I can imagine my,
1: at the same time well the only way I can yeah. imagine
2: it working in my head is like it's like the same song but like guitarists like battle solos back and forth or something obviously like the Yeti yeah. and Dragon is like absurd whatever but like <laughs> that's obviously clearly that's not what I'm imagining so like yeah the only way I can see it working is uh is like two guitarists going at it or like two singers like riffing back and forth at each other like a la uh pitch perfect or something like that (laughs) um you know like so uh but i do love the visual like and that's kind of the the other part of the movie that i love so much is is the like it gets away with so much like suspension of disbelief because it's in like a pseudo comic book world um yeah but like it never really ever put like, there's never really any defining features of it being a comic book world until, like, the fights happen. Like, and it's really, like, it's, like, all the characters are very aware that they're in, like, a supernatural world as well. Yeah. And it's it's just so interesting. And it was just always something that I was, I was so, like, drawn towards. As someone who's, like, a fringe comic book person. And just, like, I mean, in general, just, like, uh, aware of, you know, superhero culture and stuff like that. And just having a lot of friends that are really, really into it. It was the perfect kind of movie to, like tiptoe like into like a comic book series and stuff like that um I th- especially since it spoke to me so much as on like a musician level
1: i have a couple questions actually did you first one being have you read the graphic novels that these are based off of
2: so um not definitely not all of them okay uh but uh, but i have uh i have read through back in high school when the movie first came out and i was like real into it uh, we we passed around like the first couple. Nice. Um, and uh, I think there's still going. I don't know. Like it, it went way, way past the movie.
1: Like, I, yeah, um, yeah. I think there's like seven, six or seven volumes of them in total.
2: Because I think it was like fairly. Who's the uh, creator? Brian, Brian O'Malley. Lee
1: O'Malley. Brian Lee O'Malley. Um Yes. yes. And
2: uh, he. Uh, I, yeah, I guess like the I think it continued like kind of long after the, the movie, which I so I, I didn't really follow the the reissues after, I guess like probably 2013 or something like that. I gotcha. But, uh, but yeah. And I, but I, I would go, it would be like the first one that I would crack open. Like if I were just to be in the mood to break out a comic book right now, <laughs> that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: have you guys? So I used to own all seven of like the hardcover ones because I was oh, obsessed, yeah. but then they just sat on my bookshelf for forever. And I think similar to you, I read like maybe the first mm-hmm. two or three, uh, but I never actually finished the series. But I, it kind of didn't matter because the movie's only based off of like the first right. or second one. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. H- I Have you, Nick? I never learned to read. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And see, I've only like
2: I, I say fringe, you know, comic book. I very like I'm. You know, so far out, Like I've read like the one graphic novel that I read other than some Scott Pilgrim was The Watchman, which is great, but I feel like that's still kind of like my first comic book for a lot of people (laughs) or like my first graphic novel, you know, uh, which is great. Um, but, and it was wonderful, but yeah, yeah, it's just not, it's not ever something that I like think about. I'm just not much of a reader, honestly, anyway. Like I, I, I would prefer like a podcast or an audiobook or something for sure. So I should start, I need to get it like audible or something. Sorry. Free plug, I guess. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Expensive.
0: Is it? I mean like it's for what, for, for having to get the books, you you still have to buy the books.
1: Mm. Like if the ship was free, it's like $15 or something, isn't it? Dang. I think you're buying a book a month. I think with the membership, like the $15 gets you one audiobook download mm. a month. But you, like, I don't listen to audiobooks that often to make that worth it. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Just go to your library, they have them for free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I just joined my library and they didn't have the book I wanted. Oh, that sucks. For audiobook. And I was like, well, screw this. So I burnt the place down.
2: <laughs> they, they had the physical <laughs> copy of it, but they didn't have the audiobook. So you burnt the yeah, place. What down. am I supposed to do with this physical
0: thing? I'm not gonna read. <laughs> what are
2: you talking about? over this? I don't know words. No pictures? What? <laughs> Son of a bitch. This is insane. Um yeah, it's uh I, I feel like audiobooks for me it's like it's so because it's I listen to stuff at at work all day like eight hours you know like i just have it in my headphones like podcasts and stuff so i feel like i could literally i could probably like read quote unquote a book like or two a week or something if i really wanted to commit to it oh i should anyway sorry about no more no more audible (laughs) Uh,
1: I wish Audible would sponsor us. Uh, and just a side question here: uh, you don't have to answer this now, but by the end of the episode, I'd love to know what animal the naked eye would conjure if they were. Oh in. my God! That what was literally kind of going situation. to come
0: out of my mouth. That's a. Oh, boring. sorry. <laughs> okay, <hold on. laughs> that's a great question.
2: Okay, hold on. Oh, oh, oh! What? Oh, I see. In our, if we were a part of uh, a Scott Pilgrim style battle of the bands. Ooh, yeah. that's
1: such a good question. Doesn't have to be now. Something to stew on a little bit. I feel
2: like I have an obvious question just because our like logo is like a giant is like a bear, you know, sort of situation. Right. So I feel like technically I feel like that actually is almost perfect because like especially with the uh us being brought back down to earth in the pop category, I feel like we're like this big edgy, like bear, but we're really just this like soft and cuddly, our music, but yeah, it's just like, I, yeah, I feel like he would look big and like, it would be a big, scary bear that looks insane. But then like the other monster would come and like, try to fight it and it would just give it a hug or something. Uh, I uh, I like, just, no, or, or I would just start dancing with it because it, pretty much all of our stuff is just dancing. <laughs> I have a problem with writing slow music. Like I, I, I have a couple, but there's something in my head where I'm just like, anytime I play a slow song, even yeah. if the whole bar is into it or the venue is into it or whatever, I just assume they're all bored now. Just because, like, it's just, like, six straight songs and then, like, the m- mood changes so hard when you go to, like, the slower one. It seems like it's true because, like, everyone turns away from the stage and stops caring about us. I'm just kidding. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I, but in my mind, that's what I'm assuming is going to happen if I ever write a slow song. Like, everyone's just going to stop caring about us. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty safe on that answer, honestly. But uh, I'll try to, if something better pops up at the end, I'll I'll, I'll throw it in there. Yeah, sounds good. Great answer. I have, like, notes and stuff. I should have brought those up immediately. Oh, shit, he has notes. Wow. I should have. Well,
0: it's not, like, research, because I know that's more take three. But you have notes of things that you, like, wrote down while the the movie... Like, well, yeah. I never think to do that. Well, okay, so
2: to be fair, I would... I don't either. It's more... Now that I see what Kayleen's process is like, is she's literally typing like as the movie is happening. And I'm like, how are you absorbing anything? But she <laughs> technically she's not, she's just print reprinting the movie onto the computer. So that's how she's absorbing it by type, oh, by gosh. typing out the movie. I'm just kidding. She, she's a superhero. Yeah. They're all, all three of them are superheroes. I don't know how they do their podcasts. It's so much work. 100%. Um, but, yep. uh, you will find this is way easier. Than <laughs> what they do. Um, it was, uh, yeah it was so it was mostly like so i saw this movie fairly recently like before we like right before we started talking about it which is probably why it was fresh on my mind Uh, other than that it's generally always like one of the first movies that pop up in my mind when asked about my favorite movie although you did you did ask and i said that I, i would tell you guys when i thought it was ready and now that you guys have tuned into one of my concerts i assume you guys are were comfortable enough to to air this out but one of my favorite movies uh Of all time, as far as just quotability and just the way it makes me feel, is Nacho Libre, Uh, (laughs) and I only tell. All right, bye. I know, bye everybody. I I only tell. It's a terrible. It's terrible. I like everyone fans. I know. I know. It's so bad. It's (laughs) it's such a bad movie. Please don't turn it off. The first
0: step submitting it. That's
2: well, and I told you guys I couldn't tell you yet. Like I had to get on the show first. Uh, you guys can cut it out if you think so. Can we talk about why? <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> it's uh <laughs> no it it, to be fair it was just one of those it's so weird and i think i think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that i like i'm a casual weed smoker so i think that it just that makes that movie better like when you're (laughs) just with your friends like smoking weed and like all of a sudden nacho Libre's on, and you're like why (laughs) jack black is (laughs) what is happening (laughs) why is this happening like when i saw it when i was 13 or whatever i hated it i thought it was so stupid like even to a 13 year old i was like this is too much like Jack Black shouldn't be this like what is going on there's so much like but then as like <laughs> yeah. an adult I'm just able to like contextualize that and be like okay look I can be I can know that this is bad and still like have fun <laughs> and uh yeah so it's there's there's not too much like I guess uh, technically I think I can go into like an hour of all the things I like about it but <laughs> I also have to just start that with the caveat of I know that I don't actually like it. It's just like funny to me. It's just the entire experience of that movie is so hilarious. And I don't know how it got made. And it is just, it's just one of those where it's like, it's stuck in its time and everyone like you could <laughs> reference, like it's such a, I mean, when was that? So 2005 or four or something like that, like 2006. That is such a, like, quintessential mid-2000. The weirdest stuff was getting put through. Like, <laughs> MTV was had the craziest shows on. Like, you could do anything as long as it got people to watch it. <laughs> so, but then I did watch some, like, behind the scenes of it once. And, like, most of the other actors that they hired were just, like people from the village like in mexico so they like gave a, a whole village of mexico in mexico jobs for like a month and i thought that was kind of nice oh that's nice but, that is but awesome, then yeah. jack black came through and was like hey, hello how are you doing and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay <laughs> <laughs> So uh yeah you know it's it's an absurd <laughs> experience. So that's why I decided to choose this movie as the one that I wanted to talk about. Thank God that happened yes, cuz I know that this is truly yes. a good movie.
0: Yeah. Well now uh, apparently weed is legalized in Virginia now. Uh-uh. So yeah, it just recently So give it a try so, guys. Not Libra. Really, I'm just Yeah. <laughs> we can finally smoke weed jordan it can happen for our first time so
1: excited oh my god
0: for the first time we're finally gonna get to smoke weed it's gonna be fun and we can watch this movie and appreciate
2: it and appreciate it for all its glory god unfortunately like i may quote it in a certain friend group more than uh scott pilgrim unfortunately just certain things because again it, it's just like but it's mostly what again like when we're drunk like at a party or something all of a sudden like nacho libre quotes are just the thing that just like <laughs> pop out anyway uh so, <laughs> anyway, sounds so, like scott, an awesome bunch my <laughs> anyway my uh my uh real friends <laughs> My real friends and I mostly quote uh, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim when when we're having a good time, uh, but yeah, it's I think at some point we at least started talking about it. But like I think the the thing that immediately like you like hooked me to it, and I think it, it, I didn't even really realize it because when I first saw it, I was I think I was in my first band or like just starting my first band, and it was with like I saw like this movie like with a couple members of the band, and I think that that would just shaped my like vision of what the music business was going to be like, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, And I was like, yeah, man, look, it could still happen. We can get discovered like playing. (laughs) And like look at this, this band is like pretty, I mean, like their songs are good. Like to a degree. I love, I mean, I personally love the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, but like, I know for like a lot of people that like kind of Seattle grunge kind of garage rock sound, isn't like necessarily everyone's cup of tea but uh it definitely uh it definitely like i'm pretty sure like pushed me into wanting to be in a band like scott pilgrim is probably one of the like initial pieces of media that like got me really interested in like, besides school of rock obviously that was like the number one
0: oh my yeah. god that is awesome <laughs> these two movies that portray a very unrealistic battle of the bands
2: <laughs> i know but at least i can say that I guess I should say I'm just gonna say just to redeem myself that School of Rock is probably my favorite Jack Black movie. We can we can forget about Nacho Libre.
0: I've been trying to ever
2: since I saw it. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> School of Rock is great. Yeah, Amen.
2: No, I would love to. Like Dewey is like I would if I could be like the reformed version of Dewey by the like the the version of him that he is by the end of the movie. Like I would be just a, a happy guy, it's just teaching rock to kids, man. That's great. I mean, so excited. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping to, that's another musical that I'm like dying to be in school of rock, the musical, my God. And I have a director in town, like a director in town that has like on the sly promised that if they ever do it, that, uh, that I would be, uh, I would get the, a call back for it. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, I'm hoping I'll let you guys know. That'd
1: be very exciting. That would that be would incredible. Be a, so perfect. So, perfect.
2: um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the, there's so much and i think at first i was so like distracted by the comic book elements of it just like all the like pa-pows and stuff that came out of nowhere and just like the general edgar wright of the editing and everything um mm-hmm. is uh you know i was just so like enthralled with like the world that i think the the fact that like it was so music based and themed came like years later just because i feel like there's so many layers to this movie even like small jokes that you don't catch the first time because everything is so quick and quippy, you know. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. This definitely lends itself to being watched multiple times and is as great as it plays in the background. It also you can sit there and watch it on repeat several times and get something new every time. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that.
2: That was when I really like fell in love with it as like my perfect movie because I feel like it kind of like it almost wraps up like kind of all my interests sort of in like, you know, one all right. At least to a degree, you know, it, it really encapsulates a lot of things that uh, I connect with. I, I connected with it on a lot of levels, uh, especially the like kung fu fighting and, you know, all that like flying around and uh, conjuring up music beasts. That's what I do on a daily basis. So. I totally feel you. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the same level. Yes.
0: Love it. I-, I have a question for two like super fans of this movie that know it probably way better than I do. So, like, n- Knives is a is a child like she's like much younger than yes <laughs> so
2: so despite how good this movie is there is definitely some like themes that i would imagine are problematic
0: nowadays like yeah. they
2: call her like kung pao chicken at one point and i was like yes oh, oh yes <laughs> oh gosh yeah. yes you're yeah. right
0: yeah yeah i'm not i'm not wrong like in that she is and a 17 you would yes. technically be like illegal Okay. Well, I don't know what, to be
2: fair, Canada. Mm, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Maybe not. No idea. <laughs> not. I, I don't know. 17 is that
2: like weird line that like in certain countries, like I think that's fine. I think, I don't know. But yes, that is definitely like the entire time I, I, I listened to them. Um, They did like a 10 year anniversary, like reading of the script. Um, yes! and we that. it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's so good. And, and so there's a good. bunch of little tidbits that I got out of that for take three, which I'll, I guess I'll, I'll tease for that. Um, but, um, <laughs> They just like hearing them, like, go through those certain parts of the movie that are just very, like, you know, you can tell this was written at a very certain time. Yeah. uh, That, like, they were slightly just, like, kind of mumbling through those little ones. Like, like, (laughs) I can't remember the guy that plays um, the guy that plays Gideon, but, like, he has a couple of them, I remember for sure. And he was just, like, he was so animated for all of his other lines. And then, the you know, all right. Kung Pao Chicken, you know, I I, I just like try to. There's, you can just tell that there are certain parts that they're pretty uncomfortable saying. But uh, yeah, but the 17 year old thing is, uh, yes, that is. But they make fun of them for it the whole time, so like they never like really accept it as good, which is good, you -hmm. know.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. I just was like curious. Like, am I paying
2: attention to this right? Okay, am I not woke? Am I not woke enough? Do I not understand? (laughs) Am I? Am I culture shaming? Yeah. No, it is. Uh, i th- I'm pretty sure we were all on the same page. And I think technically everyone in the cast was also on the same page. They just didn't really. As far as like <laughs> the actual people in the movie, like everyone gave Scott shit for it like the entire time. But just always very lightly, you know, like no one actually really cared. Mm-hmm. It was just like a Scott, what the hell are you doing type of thing. So maybe they should have cared <laughs> a little more. But uh yeah probably i also
1: don't really know how old scott
2: is do we know that
1: he's 22 oh 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 22 oh hmm. i was i was quoting the movie oh that, that, that sounded a lot more aggressive
2: sorry 22 jeez okay 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 oh man oh you're right okay they do they do um but uh, yeah still i mean i guess it's like better than i for I, I, I was thinking like he could have been 30. I don't know. I literally had no... I yeah. I would have had
0: no idea. When you said he's 22, it's only... The only reason that I was guessing that you were quoting is because you quote <laughs> it all the time. All the fucking time. <laughs> Who's,
1: There's probably like two or three movies that I could quote beginning to end. This one is probably one of them. I've seen it so many times and I just love it so much. Yeah. It's great. And this
0: it's funny. There's one line in this that kind of plays off the fact that a lot of... Jordan and I's conversation is quoting things back and forth to each other yeah. uh, because like I'll quote something and or I'll say something and Jordan's like well where's that from and I'm like my brain <laughs> my brain,
1: <laughs> my brain. <laughs> we say that all the I told time.
0: her she
2: specifically was like a banger of a character like she was in it for five seconds in total and she had like so many quotable like it was just quote line after line you know freaking yeah. by furious yeah. Um, yes. freaking let, uh, has been i was like oh my gosh like look at listen to all these man she's just firing them off
1: um your bf's about to get effed in the beat yeah. the part when ramona grabs her foot and then the verses pops up on yeah. the screen it gives me chills every yeah. single it's so time good. so good it's one of the yeah. best parts of the movie is when ramona gets to fight her it's amazing
2: as far as the evil X's like go in general like as far as i mean she like she was I don't know. Like, do you guys? Do you have a favorite X, Jordan and Nick? I guess I know Nick. You're not. I know. I guess you're. You're a fan of. And you, how many times have you actually seen it?
0: Yeah, I've I've seen this movie. Okay, probably like ten times. Okay. Yeah. Like I I am a I'm a fan. I just don't know it nearly as good <laughs> <Right>. as <laughs> at least Jordan and I'm assuming you, you, you as well. You came at me and Jordan uh, real like okay,
2: you super fans. I'll let you. <laughs> get this. So I wasn't sure. Um, but uh, okay, yeah. So uh, do you guys have a favorite a favorite X?
1: i think we chris we went over this in take his one yeah yeah yeah. i asked yeah. him is that lucas
0: yeah lucas, lucas lee. lee oh yeah okay. or lucas yeah. what is it i don't chris know chris evans lucas something i have no
2: idea uh yeah yeah chris evans that part in particular was really funny in the uh reading of it or whatever they did like a whole i think it was it's during the matthew patel the first fight where uh and scott beats him by like throwing a symbol at his head and like uh and uh, yeah, in the staged reading, uh, the director's notes said, like, you know, Scott picks up a crash symbol and throws it at Matthew, uh, a la Captain America. And then like the Zoom the Zoom <laughs> meeting just pans to Chris Evans and he's just on the couch like. It's like does, his, uh, does this it. little Captain America smirk. And it's like, oh,
0: man, that's hilarious. It. The two things <laughs> I remember about that are uh, that. He, he doesn't he have a dog with him at some point in the stage reading like, isn't his dog somewhere yeah. like it yeah in the reading yeah. and then I remember um Aubrey Plaza's little stick with the black bar the sensor yes yes, yes. yeah it was so funny <laughs> fucking love love
2: I this. was saying I could that tell like totally the smaller funny. characters like Knives and uh Matthew Patel and stuff like they are the characters who played them like definitely I don't know how much they've worked after this so I think that they just kind of like delved into like I bet that they would run, like, the Knives Chow, like, Instagram page or something. You know what I mean? Like, I th- it seemed like they just, <laughs> yeah. have like, dived into those characters and they just, like, ride with it. Because the fandom is such a, like... It's such a huge cult fandom, like, from yeah, what definitely. I understand. Yeah, like, I it seems to definitely uh, be just as much, like, in the zeitgeist as it, it was the year before.
0: And what's incredible is the fact that, like, 85% of the cast became, like, huge celebrities. Yeah. People... And I, I don't think that any of them were nearly as big as they are now no, you know what i mean like i think people definitely forget that like the
2: like yeah. how big this cast like technically like this is like a marvel i, I mean not a marvel you know what i mean but yeah. like the amount of stars star power in this mm-hmm. thing is insanity for like a like kind of like a weird like comic book level you know type of movie
0: like quirky yeah. comedy uh, and also kind of Marvel because they've got yeah. Captain America and Captain and Marvel. Captain in Marvel. In
1: it. Yeah. Two of the, yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. Right. Of course. Brie Larson. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> she wasn't at the stage reading. Oh, I know yeah, that, that was, that's she was the one. If, one if Chris
1: Evans big. can show up,
0: you can show up. I know. <laughs> I didn't, I don't think I knew who Aubrey Plaza was. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick was mm-hmm. like, Brie Larson. And I, yeah. uh, definitely Brie Larson. Pro- maybe like, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe at that point, uh, chris evans was already johnny storm from the fantastic oh, four but yeah. maybe not i don't I see i can never no, remember was, like, I think, the years that these movies come out yeah because chris
2: evans was almost one when where, did this
0: movie come out
2: this one was well, 2010 we figured out right 2010 yeah.
0: yeah oh shit okay so he's like gearing up to be captain america
2: he's close like he's right on the precipice like of being a famous and which is why like it took me like a while to even r- realize that like Chris Evans was because that was definitely my first time seeing Chris Evans in anything that I really remember. Anyway, he literally
0: played Captain America the next year. <laughs> wow! So he was playing. Yeah. I didn't realize they were that close. That's together. That's so
2: funny. So he was playing like a satirical action figure or action star, and in, in uh, Scott Pilgrim, and that was probably his audition for <laughs>
0: Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> was like Chris Evans has been in a lot of comic book movies because he was also oh, yeah. like he was in that and he was in fantastic See, I four I think
2: fantastic or... four was before scott pilgrim wasn't it
1: yeah 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 fantastic so... four was 2005 okay, yeah. i just looked it up but
2: that was such a fart of a movie i feel like everyone just kind of like <laughs> forgot about it and it was just like oh this was his first movie <laughs> yeah yeah oh I, there, I, sorry unless uh, you guys like that movie i wasn't sure no, okay. not at all. <laughs> not particularly. It's one of those movies, right? Like, someone's going to do a good one eventually, hopefully. But, like, it is. Kevin Feige is going to do a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Faith. That's right. When I is that faith. set to come out?
0: God, I don't have any. Oh, okay. Idea. There's they no I mean, they haven't, like, slated it or anything, oh. but I have every bit of faith in Marvel that they will be the ones that can get it right.
2: With those writers and that budget, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they can do something fun. I hope so. And then all of a sudden like the thing is in uh the like next Avengers movie and everything is all messed up. <laughs> That's what the the multiverse <laughs> is gonna come and like ruin like screw everything up and confuse so many people. I'm so stoked. <laughs> I mean it's gonna be amazing, of course.
0: But are you watching Loki?
2: We are watching Loki, yes. Uh it's one of the God bless, God bless it's the only uh we're we're one episode behind now. Uh but uh It's like the first one that we've actually watched live. It's in like to week week or whatever. Or me anyway. I'm sorry. Kayleen's been on it. But I've just, I've kind of just let her go. I was like, all right.
0: We hear that you are a chronic uh, fall asleeper. Yes. When when you guys are watching things. Which
2: is partially why (laughs) I am uh, not as big of a movie person as I imagine I could be. (laughs) Because I just like fall asleep for the ending of uh, 70% of them. So like my, my brain barely, like, r- I feel like you need like the conflict and resolution of a movie to like really bank it in your head, like, or something. And so like, I just have like all this exposition from like so many movies and uh, no, you're,
0: Beyonce is a professional movie explainer so I you really don't have an excuse I think that
2: that's partially like it was slightly a catalyst for uh for the podcast is like she was just so used to explaining the ending of, of movies to me in the morning when I'm like, sorry I fell asleep without saying goodnight. Like, <laughs> like, like how was the end of the movie and she explained it to me and uh she's like I bet other people can benefit from this that is too funny uh, um but uh, yes i am uh i would say thank that- you for your
0: service i <laughs> appreciate that a lot
2: yes thank you we explain movies once again yes it is i would say that it is a chronic problem at this point and uh it's i fully i'm just again i work at like 6 a.m i'm usually gigging till real late so like i think my body is just kind of like whenever i get the chance to be asleep and they're like okay so you're just sitting on a couch at 10 p.m like what else could you be doing but sleeping right now <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, but you sit still for too long, but I
2: also think, and I've back to my childhood is that, um, and I think I may have told you guys this, I'm not sure, but I, uh, I was always like, you know, a theater person for the most part growing up and like, I was really into sports and everything. So I was very rarely in the house and like doing, watching TV for the most part. Um, and I would go see movies in the theaters a lot, which I would, we would mostly go see matinees and stuff like that. Uh, cause it was like $5 tickets or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so the only time I would ever watch anything, was like late at night when I'm just about to fall asleep. Uh, so I think my brain after like 26 years of just doing that, like has just gotten used to like, okay, if you're watching something at nighttime, that must mean that you're like roaring down, like you're, you're shutting down <laughs> you're, my brain. Like as soon, it's so funny. Like I, as soon as a movie starts, I can just feel my brain just immediately just slow down. And just like start, start going into like rest mode, and I'm like, come on, like it, we're like we're like 15 minutes in. This looks like a great movie. Can we not do this? Um, yeah, it's not by. I, I promise, it's like no movie's fault. Like I have fallen asleep through every good movie you could ever. I think even like Avengers End Game. Like I think I, I'm pretty sure at some point or another I fall I fell asleep. Three hour movies. Are you kidding me, guys? Come yeah, on. Yeah, I was gonna say that's, that's true, a movie that's like
0: I. Like, okay, you watch it once and you need to be, like, on, on the edge of your seat. Right. But, yeah, that's a long movie. Okay. <laughs>
2: to be fair, I – Once you've seen it, I, like, once you
0: know what happens, right. it's like, okay, this is long. And that's
2: why I – when we saw it in the theaters, I'm usually not a movie theater sleeper very very rarely like every now and again like kayleen will catch me. she's she's so good at catching me and i think i've heard her even <laughs> discuss it on this podcast like to a detriment where i'm like <laughs> mad at her for being so good at it um and it's very true but uh i uh, and i have fallen asleep to scott pilgrim multiple 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 times uh that is for sure because it is just one of those movies where like uh like you said it's just a great like I know what's happening. I know it's comforting. Like uh, the jokes are yep. are great and it's fast paced. That's the, yeah. the best part about it is like the pacing of this movie is or not. the. I mean, I don't know. Best part. But one of the greatest parts of this movie is the pacing is so like, bah, 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 bah. And I know that's just kind of like Edgar Wright and, you know, his editing style in general and stuff.
1: Yeah. The way that this movie is like choreographed, in an editing sense is so beyond anything that I've ever seen in a movie. And that's one of, I think that might be my favorite part of this movie is how easily it flows, how beautifully it transitions. The transitions are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And how loyally it sticks to that format. It's just, it's, 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 it's incredible.
0: Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. It I think, and it probably even results back to my, uh, quote-unquote short attention span for movies like before they put me to sleep is just like something that's just constantly like all these like quick transitions and jokes just and like everything like there's something to it's you're almost trying to keep up with the movie you know like it yeah um yeah and like there's so many jokes and one-liners like just that are just getting thrown in there like in the most most of the time i think i saw that edgar wright um like didn't let any of them blink which i guess we're in take three territory now but um Oh my god. But I think because cause it's just like that was something that I, I heard them say in the stage reading, since we already brought that up. It's like Anna Kendrick was like, Are we allowed to blink in these takes? Or, or something like and Edgar Wright. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Edgar Wright was like, Yeah, I figured out how to uh, get rid of those in posts now easier. So or something like that. Like I didn't have the technology, <laughs> oh I, like, I didn't have the technology ten years. Cause I think it's that deadpan nature that they were trying to go with of like the general like atmosphere of the people of Toronto, like or at least of like the people they were portraying. Uh, they were just all very like, you know, like the Aubrey Plaza, like, you know, yeah, Scott, like, we're clearly the coolest people at this party. What are you doing here? Like, you know, and just like everything kind of with that deadpan, like uh, sort of uh ap- or what is it? Apathetic, I guess. Like they're pretty apathetic about almost everything,
1: yeah.
2: uh, which is yeah, part of the yeah. humor of it. It's so good.
1: I'm realizing now I've not seen a single other Edgar Wright movie he's done.
0: <laughs> I was going <laughs> to ask you, Jordan,
1: how many of these have you seen? He's done Hot Fuzz, oh, Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver. Okay. Um, At World's I End. didn't realize this. He's doing Last Night in Soho, the one that's coming out this year. I guess.
0: I just yeah, it's the Annie Taylor Joy movie. Oh. Yeah.
2: I just got so nervous when you said that because I was like, holy shit, if you guys haven't seen any, like, have I, have I just been making up that I know anything <laughs> about Edgar <it>, Wright? <laughs> like, uh, so, but I have seen every one of the movies that you, uh, that you just referenced. Um, but I'm also, I'm a big, I definitely am a big comedy. Are, are you guys like, do you guys like lean towards
1: comedies or nah? Are you more of a I, Kimmy? I enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly enjoy them. What I don't, Necessarily gravitate toward is like, apologies for saying this, but like the stoner humor, like the Will Ferrells or the Seth Rogans or like that kind of genre, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I, I enjoy comedy, Absolutely. obviously. Like, I know I knew what Shaun of the Dead was, and I don't think I
0: watched that till probably way after I watched uh, Scott Pilgrim. But um, there are some of these movies that I've just like. N- n- I really, I couldn't tell you what they were about. I hadn't really heard of them. But I've seen Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead.
2: I was going to say, Baby Driver? Kayleen is going to yell at you guys if you guys haven't seen that. Yeah. <laughs> or like, that's going to be the next movie she makes you guys do when she's the
0: guest. <laughs> he does a um, a fake trailer uh, for Grindhouse, which is like the, the two-part movie mm-hmm. with Quentin Tarantino yeah. and Robert Rodriguez. And his trailer is so british that it did not make sense (laughs) to me as a 15 year old because it's like, like if you're thinking about going into the closet don't and or like they just keep playing the word don't on the screen and i'm like i have no frame of reference for this this makes no sense to me not until much later in life did i understand what he was like parodying and i feel like at least Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and at World or the World's End, those feel very similar. Or do you feel that way? Uh, Cuz I've not seen I've not seen the last two.
2: The one that I can remember best is Baby Driver. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz I did I have seen before. And I can't, but I can't really say like as far as the editing goes. I know like the comedy style is similar like Okay. I would say it's still a lot more British though. It's like this was uh very much I don't know. Would this be like more aimed towards like American humor, like Scott Pilgrim? I feel well, like it's it, funny.
0: Cause like it, even though it takes place in Canada, like it feels the most like United States of any of yeah. the movies of his, that I've seen or heard of, right. you
2: know? And I think it, I think technically, well, I guess besides baby driver, baby driver is pretty like, that's pretty American muscle. Like, yeah, you know, we're just, we're just driving cars and listening to good music
1: and uh yeah getting that's money. a good point yeah uh <laughs> and canceling our actors <laughs> God, yeah yeah. Jesus. yeah yeah that was the joke on my episode that i did with the girls was uh they were i hadn't seen baby driver but they talked a lot about how pretty much everyone in that cast has been canceled in some way so. i know oh, <laughs>
2: uh
1: yeah i don't i think i think uh scott pilgrim is pretty good
2: aside from we heard i've heard like michael Sarah's kind of an asshole to strangers sometimes but like whatever, I guess. No, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, well, as far as like, I
0: kind of get that energy from him.
2: Yeah, I know, right? But I'm, always, I'm always so like, <laughs> I just like, cause I've definitely had like my thoughts of like people have asked like, you know, what's your ideal like music dreams or whatever? And obviously, like everyone's first thought is like, I want to be like a touring national musician or whatever. But like, I don't really, cause like fame scares, fame scares me. You know what I mean? Like, even though I'm like nowhere near it, like it's just what I see. Famous people having to like deal with like it's just it seems like there should be there shouldn't be so many like depressed and like suicidal celebrities as there are yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and yeah. I'm I just yeah. I feel like that's like a, a something I just don't really want to deal with so I guess Michael Sarah can be like I've I've given celebrities a little more flexibility on like their asshole meter as far as because I just know <laughs> I know how annoying strangers can be sometimes to like big celebrities uh,
0: yeah. when I think of Michael Sarah I only. Like, if I were to guess how he was in real life, the only thing I keep thinking of is uh, this is the end <laughs> when he's like, like a maniac. Yeah. Uh I, it, yeah, you don't like that movie, Jordan. I was not a fan. I remember <laughs> showing that to you and being like, Jordan, this is going to change your life.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> and no. he did not like that. As he's it. telling you how much he hates stoner comedies like Pineapple Express, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you're like,
1: Jordan, I've got the movie for you. <laughs> this is going to change your <laughs> mind. It's so good. Uh, I did like that he, did he slap? Rihanna? Was that the bit that she he slapped. did in that movie? He touched her butt and she slapped him. <laughs> and
0: she slapped him. Got it. Right. Yeah. Right. And speaking <laughs> of canceling people, this is the end. Yeah. It's kind of like a depressing note. I'm trying to remember the cast of This is the End. Yeah, I'm who
2: was cancelled in it? who was cancelled in it. That's why we went. I've, James Franco.
0: Oh, uh, I forgot that he had problems.
2: Was
1: he cancelled? Yeah. I I, oh, yeah. I actually don't
2: for sure know that one. I'm, I believe you. I feel like he's always been on the fringe a little bit. <laughs>
0: Seth Rogen has like publicly stated that they're not really good friends anymore. At least, oh, wow. um, yeah. at least what he'll admit. I don't mean I don't know for sure, but um, he. I mean, because remember they used to like do a lot of stuff together. Oh yeah, and no, now they're like good they friends. They don't.
2: They were like publicly very good friends, especially during like Pineapple Express time and everything. Yeah. Um, one of the like. First things that pops out to me from the world of Scott Pilgrim anyway that, like, I wanted to ask you guys about is just, like, when you guys first saw it, were you guys super into the, like, fact that it was kind of, like, had the comic booky elements, like, in a live-action sense? I know that that was distracting to some people, but...
1: I think in take one, I kind of discussed how this is sort of, like, a a triple medium movie. It's got movie aspects. It's got comic book yeah. aspects and it has video game aspects. Totally. And I think I was more drawn towards the video game part of it. Um, and also just the sheer fact that uh, one of my favorite bands Beck did the music. That was like one of the first things that I was drawn to Beck wrote all the music Beck wrote the music. Yeah. Yeah. Did he sing it too? Um, I think on like a studio version of the soundtrack. Uh-oh. This is called take two. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry,
0: sorry, my gosh.
2: I'm sorry, sorry. I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. It's okay, oh, keep going. No. Cut it out, cut it um, out. We'll talk about Beck in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Wow, that's so cool. Anyways.
1: That's that's what drew me. And I remember around high school is when I first discovered Beck also. And so just like those two worlds colliding just meant everything to me. So that was that was my draw, I guess.
2: I think that was more the medium that I do connect with like music and video games. Than, I'm not really like much of a gamer than like the comic book thing obviously some like a comic book movie fan and stuff like that like i understand uh you know like the chow and stuff like that like i i understand why yeah. what that is and everything but anyway like the like the number one thing that pops out to me was like when he goes to pee and there's like the pee meter like you know like, yeah. like <laughs> going slowly down just like as he pees and I, was, yep. I thought that was just like the funniest thing i was just, like that is so damn clever
1: <laughs> and like there's that that and when he's do the spin is going in through his head and he's like i have to pee on her <laughs> like and it gets caught in between <laughs> yep yep i love it I love well it.
2: yeah and that was part of the relatability of it as well like i feel like the movie like really really spoke to like a certain group of people like even down to the point of like social like awkwardness of being like All right, i'm gonna go pee due to boredom now or something it's like Dude, yeah that is yeah. so true like i've <laughs> definitely like just gone to the bathroom at a party like randomly in the middle of it just because i wanted to like get out of a conversation
0: <laughs> or something like that you know like, <laughs> oh, definitely Everyone's
2: peed because of boredom. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Um, For me, like, I mean, I've always been really big into movies. This was 2010. That was the year I graduated high school. It's like hard to remember, but I would say that the technical aspect and how like grand of a movie it is. And I'm sure that was something that like drew me in. I also have noticed that I'm really big into meta comedy and this movie is like, Based on that, mm-hmm. I mean that is like one of the pillars of this film is is how meta the the comedy is, which like I don't know if people know what meta. It's like self referential comedy.
2: It's so aware of itself. Like the writers the entire time were so aware of the
0: movie, and it, the writers are are fans of the source material, and yeah, you can tell that.
2: That's one of my favorite aspects of it too is just like the in the entire time they're just kind of making fun of like the circumstances of this movie like we understand that like seven evil exes to that a person has to fight like is ridiculous it's it's almost as if like the characters in the movie are cast as their character in the movie you know what i mean like they cast like a yeah. guy to play you know like an actor to play the evil ex like it, it's so it goes deep beneath itself on so many levels like every time what was it the i think it's matthew patel in the first one where he comes to fight him and scott is like surprised and he's like well didn't you get my email explaining the entire situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> and scott was like i skimmed it skimmed yeah it? yeah <laughs> I'm like, exactly it's like that's why you read your emails um
0: yeah yeah and i think that has like the greatest line uh in the whole movie is when Matthew Patel disintegrates and he's like, Oh, coins. Oh, g- I fucking <laughs> love that.
2: Yeah. And that's what like it's almost making fun of though it's almost making fun of like video game tropes and stuff like that, like to a degree. Like yeah. it's, it's 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 like borderline satirical. Um, especially with like Oh, coin's cool. Like, this is... Oh, man, that's not even enough for the bus fare. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so funny. I, and I, I just thought that, like, those type of lines were, like... I thought it was, like, one of the most clever scripts that I had, like, heard at the time. Like, I was just... It seemed like every single thing that uh, like every five seconds I was full on like stomach laughing in the theater when I first saw it. Oh,
0: it's hysterical. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know too many like meta comedies that like off the top of my head, but I guess that would make this one my favorite one. (laughs) But yeah, I I feel like I'm drawn to it usually too. I think that that's pretty like, that's always something I enjoy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I learned what that was based off scream because I'm a huge horror Uh, fan. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, scream balances itself as like, it's also very funny. Uh, and i think that's probably the first movie where i was like oh i like this brand of comedy and these people know i mean they don't know that they're in a horror movie but like they're fans of horror movies and they're in a horror movie and it, it's just it yeah i love that kind of shit
2: cabin in the woods is uh honestly like that that's another one of my favorite movies and it's because it's a very similar thing it's a horror film that's like aware completely aware of itself and it it just, it makes you think about horror movies in a different way. It's just like, that's, it's just so like, this is probably what the writers do. Like, you know what I mean? They just like throw a bunch of like crazy scenarios up there and they just like, all right. So what would, what would happen if we put five teens into you know, this scenario? Like maybe this will be a good script. I don't know. But uh,
1: it's, it's a really amazing thing when a movie is able to both, make something satirical but also pay respect to to that Absolutely. kind of, or to the genre that it's supposed to be representing, I guess, and yeah, both of those movies do a great job. Like People that would enjoy
0: such a film a lot of times, they're like, oh, I don't want to see you deconstruct this, like, I don't want to, to see you making fun of the thing that I love, right. but it's it works well when you do exactly what you just said, Jordan, when yeah. you can make a film that's good and and is a appreciated by the fans of that genre, but also has something to say. And I think is more appealing to people who uh, are looking for more than what, you know, your standard comedy or your standard horror movie are looking to offer. That's why I think uh, this movie has become so beloved. Well, actually speaking of getting rid of Jordan, um, you should come be my uh, co-host, and we should talk about Cabin in the Woods <laughs> because Jordan hates that movie. Oh, I don't hate that. I hate the
1: ending okay, of that okay. movie. Yes. I think the premise is fantastic. I think it's a great premise. The end just Sigourney Weaver. Me. And I, <laughs> I don't hate her. <laughs> What's wrong with Sigourney? Siggy Weave. You hate her. Nothing is wrong with Sigourney. There's something wrong with her character in that movie, but that's a different discussion. We'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I do like that that movie though, I and
2: I and I understand like a giant like it's, uh, spoilers for Cabin in the Woods, but like a, a giant uh, you know hand coming from beneath the you know ground and it's like clearly that but I, like I get it, it's like cheesy, it's like it's a big cheesy way to end that movie. I understand, but uh, I definitely like. I, I think that there was, I don't really know how, I guess you didn't have to show like the giant hand coming out of the ground. I guess you like, we all kind of like understood that it was like a blood sacrifice thing that was happening. Um, but
1: uh, I think it was more of like Sigourney coming out from, from behind the curtain being oh, like, okay, this was it the whole time. And, and like, now we just, we got to kill you. And yeah. it, it seems it kind of, it, it took me out of the movie in a weird way. And I was like, this doesn't seem like it fits. And, I don't know, but the rest is If it were anyone else, it would have taken me out of the movie, but I was like, (laughs) Seki
0: Weave is here. She's like someone who, again, you're talking about like turning the genre on its head and offering satirical comment on it. Like everybody who loves like sci-fi horror movies knows who that woman is. So, and we're all really happy to see her. So you can, you can like, in my mind, I'm just really happy to see her. And I'm not mad at the two people for being like, yeah, let's just let the world (laughs) in.
2: And I just love, (laughs) I mean, I know now we've kind of, I know we've already probably like, this is like one of the longest take twos or whatever, but um and it's cool with me now that we're we're trying not trying to get on too hard on cabin in the woods but i i just loved the way one of the things that made me love it so much is just the way they marketed it just because like it literally what like they just marketed it as a terrible just teen horror like the entire like every single <laughs> yes. trailer no one was excited about it at all like the few people that went to see it just out of curiosity were like oh and then it just like out of word of mouth like i feel like week three people finally realized like what it was and we're like excited about it but uh okay yeah anyway i would love to do a <laughs> a cabin in the woods episode if if that ever happens <laughs> that is definitely one of my other like i i think i gave a 10 out of 10 we explained movies did their like you know, guess 10 out of tens like top five or whatever. And I think Cabin in the Woods and Scott oh, Pilgrim yeah. were both on my, my uh, top five, 10 out of 10 movies.
0: Nice. The little pictures nice. that they make. I, yeah, look, those are, are so pictures. freaking cool. I know. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> pictures of us and then it has our movies and it's a movie we walked out of. and <laughs> Yeah. We got one of those. Yeah. Uh,
2: I know. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I think uh, I, I will definitely, if that ever happens, if Jordan is ever out, uh, doesn't is, is, <laughs> let me know
0: if he ever just uh, gets tied up in a broom closet <laughs> somewhere,
2: or you just don't tell him that we're recording, and it just there's just an episode that just appears like in between the. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's a God. very good point. Yeah, the only person we need to tell is Daniel, <laughs> just so he can be the sound engineer. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't think we've said this as we were recording, but you are you are being able to be so covert because Daniel, who is a Wait, okay, hold on. Daniel's episode will come out first, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, good. So. I, I wasn't sure if you guys had done one with him yet or not.
0: Yeah, yeah. so we're we're just a little bit ahead. Tomorrow we'll do take three take with some. him. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, so y'all are the next two episodes. But, so you, um, have,
2: you have explained who Daniel is at this point, then? Yes.
0: So you guys will know who Daniel is by the time you're hearing this, and he has allowed dakota to come into his fortress of solitude
2: i'm in the super serious movie uh studio right now yes <laughs> yeah i get to use all his sound equipment today which is why i sound so in- impeccable
1: um you do so I'm, I'm like i really want to know how he sets it up because you sound okay. amazing i, I want to know what the that's secret great.
2: is shout out daniel and uh yeah we explain or uh, no not we explain movies no
0: that's that other crazy <laughs> podcast
2: Yes, no, super serious podcast <laughs> yes. with Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Go check it out.
0: Yes, thank you so much, Daniel. That was like really coming in, in the clutch because uh, I was like, I don't know how we're gonna do this secretly when you live with her. I know.
2: So. Yeah, I know. I got- yeah, this has been a I, I, this is only sup- fun for two people, but it was a it was a very it worked out. So Kayleen and Kimmy, we got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so Courtney knows. Oh, I guess she would. Courtney lives with Daniel, so unfortunately, I had to bite the bullet on that one. Oh. Yeah.
1: I didn't even think about that shit. But now she gets
2: the secret, which
0: is almost more fun. Did y'all, like, cut each other's hands and put the blood? (laughs) Exactly.
1: Together. Okay, good. As soon as I walked in the door. Did Sigourney Weaver show up at the end after you (laughs) you gave your blood? Yes. Oh, my God.
2: I'm excited for... um, take three of this of this movie i feel like there's going to be like i haven't i have not done really like much like deep like dive research like back looking at like you know interviews and backstage stuff during this time so like i'm excited I'm, i feel like there's so much like weird little tidbits in history that go along with this cast oh, absolutely. they seem like really good friends still or at least uh to a degree yeah i would as hope. much as a bunch of a-listers can be now
0: like they had <laughs> fun doing it and it's nice to return to that which is really neat i like that a lot yeah
2: What's your favorite one-liner from the movie? I'm trying to remember. One of my favorites is, at least in like a band perspective, since like there's so many like jokes about being a local band and stuff. It's Scott Pilgrim. He's like telling Ramona Flowers for the first time, he's like, uh, yeah, I have this band and we're playing at the Battle of the Bands tonight. And she's like, you're in a band? And he's like, yeah, we're terrible. Please come. Please yeah. Come. <laughs> yep. I'm like, That's, I've said that to so many people. <laughs> Uh, and also, oh. and also, uh, come on, Scott, we gotta play it. It's a secret show, and then uh, it's like all our shows are secret shows. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel that.
0: I have one. Since we're doing things that like relate directly to us, it's bread makes you fat.
2: Yes, bread makes you fat. Oh my gosh, I have been
0: directly victimized by bread. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh,
2: <laughs> yes, it is. It is unfortunate, and that was. Uh, I I think that. I I related to Scott a lot in that because I could eat bread forever without stopping, as well, or garlic
1: bread specifically.
2: Absolutely,
0: um, Amen. Yes, I love it. What about yours, Jordan?
1: There are so many, and it would take another rewatch for me to pick just yeah. one. So I will have that ready and take three. Wow, boring. I want it to okay. be. I want it to be a good one. <laughs> I like always end on a strong note. You know, me. You, know me. <laughs> you know me. I mean, I'm gonna lose this job anyway. Apparently, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have much motivation here. <laughs> when lucas lee is doing his grindy thingy and it cuts it he's doing the grind and the points are going up and he's going faster and faster or not the points it's it shows his speed or something in miles per hour uh and it keeps cutting back to to scott and he's like wow (laughs) he does it like three different times that's my favorite moment yeah it's like it's the best he keeps jumping and like doing bigger and bigger tricks and the wow keeps
2: getting just a little bit bit like wow yeah oh wow yeah and then he just to the explodes. point where it,
1: yeah it just it cuts him off on the last wow oh it's just yeah. it's so good
2: chris evans is hilarious in that movie that's like it's definitely nice to see him be funny
0: he does not get enough credit for how funny he he's is. he's hilarious yeah he's a funny guy
2: and apparently he has a sex dungeon what i don't know what Did i just put that out there what
0: <laughs> like in real life
2: i i heard it on like a page seven like a or page six what is that like it's like a gossip uh, like a gossip pop podcast somewhere or something yeah
0: i gotta be honest i'm intrigued
2: <laughs> can't you like can't you maybe see it you, like you know that dick pic that he released on instagram was like that was on purpose
0: i blew yeah. it up and put it above my
2: <laughs> bed <laughs> oh this one you mean as you yeah. put your camera over. <laughs> yeah i think that that was all staged that was that was a good one that was that was for everyone
0: that was america's penis
1: that was america's penis <laughs> indeed <Yeah. laughs>
0: Okay, thank you so much for listening to Take 1 and Take 2 of Episode 48. We will be back next week with Take 3 and a proper outro by the one and only Dakota. Yeah, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and we can't wait to show you Take 3. But first, I've got to go edit it. So...